Welcome to another episode of Stay in the Loop with Lucy, with me, Lucy Dahill. Today, my guests are Gabrielle Caprice and Annette Baker, two regular contributors for anything that talks about why we do what we do. They're relationship counsellors of the highest order as far as I'm concerned because they never leave anything unturned, no stone unturned. If there's something to pick up on, one of them will pick up on it and then we'll tease that out even more. So welcome to the program once again. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about the tension of staying indoors, uh, what the challenges that that brings up, but also the positive, the potential that staying indoors offers us. And we'll talk about ease, unease, and potentially how that leads to disease. I mean, it's really interesting that in the word disease, there is the word ease. And my sense is in ancient times that disease was the first sign of the body not being at ease, the dis in the ease. And now we see it as, you know, a medical diagnosis. But actually, if we peel it right back, are we in a disease the moment we are unsettled or feeling anxious? Could anxious be put into that? Okay, it's something we need to pay attention to. Or stress would be the unease and then anxiety would be the disease. But we had the stress, which was the initial message that told us we weren't in the ease before we got to the anxiety. We're now in a situation where we've got lockdown. We are um, in our homes around the world in various degrees. It's going to look really different. In the UK, you're allowed out for an hour a day. Um, The rest of the time, you are in your home. If you don't have a garden, you are within for walls if you're in an apartment you don't have you don't have anything other than those four walls and maybe an open window and people have been really clever at finding ways to connect with neighbors and to open their windows and sing and play music and create community in that but there's no question that within those four walls whether they be a room an apartment or a house that there are relationships that are put to the test. There are likely to be ways of communicating, ways of moving, patterns, behaviors, habits that are all going to trigger each of the different members of a household. And because there are some coping mechanisms that have settled people, Um, when they have felt those triggers a lot of that has gone unspoken um, or undealt with now there's no going out to do um, to play football or to go to the gym or to do your Zumba class just to work off some of that frustration there's um, there's no going out to talk with your mates there's no going to work outside the home which is putting, again, more pressure inside the home. The one, there is also the influence of alcohol, which is allowed in the home, which can sometimes fuel all of that dis-ease that simmers. 
and can add a flame to it. So that's a really overall picture of what we're, what, what we're looking at. But it would, from your point of view, have I captured that correctly? Or is there even more that potentially we're all feeling in the tension of being in these lockdown situations? Well, that's great, Lucy, to start off with how you've shared what, you're, what you can see and sense you, is going on. But I feel in, uh, I'd like to add that in this space that's happening at the moment, there's probably mm-hmm. many moments for all of us where we feel the ease, like Maybe we feel a bit more relaxed in our body because we're not so stimulated. We're not so um, needing with the pressure of life, needing to go out, to go and go to the bank, you know, um, go, go and see people, have to go out for dinner, all of those sorts of things, which there is, there is a certain kind of uh, pressure or ideals and beliefs around that that make us feel like we've got to participate or be like that. And I think from talking to a lot of people at this period of time, one of the resounding things that I get is that people are enjoying the simplicity of the lack of choice. So just to be able to be at home and just stay steady at home and be in that one place and deal with themselves and the lack of choice has actually taken the pressure off. And there's an ease with that. There's a simplicity with that. But at the same time as you've got that going on, you know, you might feel the ease one day or for a couple of days. And then in that space, because there's quite a bit of space that we all have, You can't go for too long without something arising in some way, which is like a lesson for you or something that's going on that might disturb you. You might see something on the news or your partner does something uh, that annoys you or you're you're having trouble with um, something that's going on at work from working from home or whatever it might be or you, you wake up you haven't had a good night's sleep, there's always something that will arise that is basically like a lesson or a test that you're going through. And this often creates the unease in how you travel through that moment, how you face that moment of what has disturbed you or brought the unease. And most of the time we don't look at it as, an opportunity for healing or an opportunity to actually get, once you work through that or talk or discuss your way through that or get to the bottom of the truth of what has disturbed you, that on the other side of that is ease. What on the other side of that could bring a settled feeling or a settlement. We don't look at it like that. We just think what happens normally for a lot of people is that they just put that disturbance or unease in their backpack or deep inside their body, bury it, suppress it, and it just accumulates. So then you're 
you're walking around or moving around in your home with all of these little moments of things that annoy you or that you're irritated by and at some stage you're going to blow up and that's going to be an enormous unease in that moment. So I think this space is offering us enormous opportunity to clock from our awareness how we really feel about a lot of things that normally in our day-to-day life when we're busy and we're moving around we don't get to register because we're too busy or we just we might clock it but only on a very fine uh, small level not a fine level a small level and then it just goes it's like well two minutes ago i saw that felt that but I'm onto this now. And because we're moving so fast in our lives, we don't get to clock these moments as um, tangibly. And now that we're in our lockdown space, now that we're in our lockdown space, we're getting to feel more. And that's not always comfortable. So may I clarify, what you're saying is that we've always felt all of these things. Um, but often we clock them and move on so quickly that we don't actually register that we've even clocked them. Whereas now we've got space and it becomes, we feel like it's a really big deal, but it's actually not. We were feeling all of it anyway. It's just that now we've got the space to acknowledge that we're feeling it and we feel ill-equipped to deal with it. But it, there really is nothing new, it's just that, more space. Yeah. It's just that's, that's what I was just going to add is that what's hap- what's, what people are feeling or what they're responding to or reacting to in this, in this space, which is seemingly offering more space, is going on all the time anyway. It's just that all the stimulations and all the activity of life provides a, um, a, a distraction to that or a, a, a segue out of actually staying with what is actually going on in life and actually, you know, giving it the time and space to, to acknowledge, oh, well, I've got, this, I've got this tension here with my son, my daughter, my wife, my boss, my whatever, but we just override, we override, we override so <laughs> as not to actually do the work that brings those situations to their greater potential. So it's just exposed what was always there. If anything, it's like a spotlight on it and you can't escape it and that's the unease. But if we don't look at the unease as a problem, because a lot of the times we look at the unease and go, oh, I don't want to know about that, I don't want to feel it, it feels like a negative. But what we're proposing is that what if the unease was an opportunity to grow and develop to a greater truth or a greater love in yourself. And so you work through those moments because they're becoming alarmingly, your, your awareness is alarmingly, it, it's obvious what's mm-hmm. really going on and you can't deny it. Like when you've got your normal work routine, and this is, this is something that we've seen with, Uh, in relationship counselling, in normal routine with couples um, but also family members when we're counselling them in in life before COVID, 
all of those things were going on, as Annette said, but they're not seeing and, and clocking the detail of that. And you can't bring that to people unless they're ready to actually have a look at it. Mm. But then now the camouflage is off or now the, the, um, the mask or the shield is off and you get to see more because you get to feel more. But that's not everyone's experience because, you know, it's, um, there's a lot of uh, people feeling uh, settled. There's a lot of people feeling more relaxed and obviously just actually enjoying their relationships more at this particular time. Yes, the, the, uh, the picture, the image of the spotlight, um, it reminds me of, um, and I think it's probably a, a movie uh, logo where the spotlight comes on. You've got this little figure that runs around trying to either get in or out of it. And you can quite see where it's like, oh, look, the spotlight's here to stay. Just, you know, get settled in it. Shine. If you shine, you'll go, oh, it's not a big deal. I've been, you know, the spotlight's on it. Let's deal with it. And then the relationship flourishes. The relationship with yourself, the relationship with the issue stops being an issue and just becomes something to, to look at, not, not that big deal. I love the focus that you brought as well, that, that there are some that have truly embraced this opportunity for more space to reset to, uh, I, I know that there are um, a number of professionals that I've spoken to who've really struggled with, with recognizing, once they had that spotlight on them, the pace that they have lived their life and what they have pushed through in order to serve their customers. And they didn't realize just the pace and how it had drained them until they stopped and they went, oh my goodness, the drive that was in me, I, I wouldn't have clocked. So it was such a blessing. Yeah. So how cool to be able to um, reevaluate the way we've done what we've done, how many things we've said yes to, how many events, how, many, how much volunteering, how much um, whatever it may be. What, what does that reevaluation and that potentially we go from reevaluating to maybe clearing out and then resetting because you go okay well what would this look like and you can practice it in the space that we've got now to be a, an amazing foundation to then take back into um i mean bc has a whole different meaning now right <laughs> <laughs> we've had, we're on our second bc right now um uh, what, what comes after a AC? What is AC going to look like? What are we going to set as our our foundation there? One of the things that was interesting, we we run a men's workshop, and one of the things that came up the other day with the men in the way that they were expressing about this was a level of frustration in them of like, what if everyone just returns back to how it was before? Mm and not wanting that to happen. I, I think for a lot of us, we're feeling like, wow, there's so many things that we've gained from experiencing this moment and really, really valuing 
um, the connections that we have with people, really seeing how much we have been so busy in our lives and not really appreciating the quality of the moments that we're spending with people. Like, I, I don't think that there's anyone who's going to come out of here this moment not re registering how important touch is and how we've missed giving each other a hug and really being with one another and just seeing each other, you know, physically. Um, I, I, I really feel that a lot of people will grieve if we have to go back to how we were before. Um, one thing Annette and I have noticed just in our local area where we go for a walk, it's so beautiful to see so many families out walking together and the yeah. kids are all on bikes and scooters and skateboards and things like that. Annette said to me the other day when we were walking, God, we haven't seen any child at all bar one kicking off or having a tantrum. Mm. of late like that's a normal thing to clock you know you see it at the supermarket you see it you just see it out on the street because we have lots of families around us and we haven't seen a child disturbed in that unease that we're talking about and wow. that was really really noticeable and Annette said Feel the kids, feel the, feel the quality of their, the energy in their bodies. And what we could feel was that they're relaxed. Kids are really relaxed at the moment. So then we started talking about that and just recognising that, A, they're all at home getting homeschooling. So, you know, they too are not under pressure to go out and be in the world and do what we have to do. Um, they're getting probably much more connection and consideration from their parents in the homeschooling. I think they're really enjoying having their mum and dad at home, working from home, and uh, the, the feeling of the rhythm of the household in that, the simplicity of that, because mum and dad are not frantic and having to race out and do this, that and the other, and, you know, everyone's together and there's, that feeling of togetherness is also bringing a settlement. Now, not in every household, because some households, the feeling of being all together is toxic and caustic. And, but yeah, we've really noticed that with um, just observing the children around us and, and also the relaxedness of the parents. Like we saw this dad the other day at the park with his little daughter she must have been about three years old and he put her on a bike and it was a grassy slope and he was just sending her down the hill and it was hilarious because she just looked so free but she nearly she wobbled on the bike and she nearly flew over the handles but she righted herself and he laughed and laughed and laughed and we were laughing because it was just hysterical to see it. But what I loved in his laugh was just the relaxation and the time to really adore his daughter. And I couldn't remember when I'd heard a father be so um, uncompressed in the way that he actually, actually was expressing about the things that are important to him. You know, he, I could just feel his affection. I could feel his joy 
at seeing his daughter like that. So most of the time we see parents, they're on their phone and the kids are with them or the dog. Dogs are really enjoying their connection with their owners. Like they get, there's, there's proper connection going on, you know. So I think there's an abundance of um, ability to connect like that. Yeah, I think the, the, uh, the <clears throat> dread of post-COVID will be uh, shown in the dogs and the children first. We're going to have dog depression because they were getting, you know, five walks a day. <laughs> Certainly ours, ours now looks at, us and looks at us and goes, really, again? Can, can, can I just skip this one and go on the next one? Um, and, and the kids who will miss that space on the whole, they'll miss the space because all the after-school activities will pick up. You know, sometimes I think they can cope with school, but they don't realise that all of those after-school activities takes from the space of being able to walk in the park or, you know, maybe take a few risks like we used to climb trees and you know go down hills on our bikes now we're like oh don't do that you may fall off then blah 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 um the risk of us and the helicopter parenting came in mm. so, beautiful so true Liz like even just on that example of the, the girl on the bike and you saying that about kids we saw a kid at the at the beach we didn't we didn't dare to step onto the beach well we did just for a moment but but this these two boys were building a stick castle that ended up looking like an oil rig and they were building it right on the shore of where the, where the little ripple was coming in. And then one of the boys climbed a tree and it really was like how we remember childhood being, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I think that there's also, there also will have to be, um, it would be crazy if businesses didn't employ some of these changes that have come into place with, with the isolation and working from home because it just, you know, financially, of course, it makes so much sense. Like if people, they've now discovered that people can be really productive working from home. Mm-hmm. One, one of the guys in our, in our group said to us that they had done a project in the last three weeks that normally would have taken six months to, to, to bring to completion. And wow. this everybody working from home. So on top of that, and, and then, you know, on top of that, you've got the reduction in, expenses for businesses not having to have so much office space not saying everybody working from home but they could have a large percentage on some kind of rotating roster mm-hmm. where people work from home there's the less travel interstate and overseas like companies have realized how well how necessary actually is that when mm-hmm. it can be done via online platforms um there's so many benefits one of the one of the guys also said he's learnt so much more about his team with them all being on the Zoom and Skype and everything like that. He said even just seeing the room that they're on the call from and feeling their home or one of their kids running in and out of the room or the partner coming in for a second. Yeah. He said, I would not I would never have got to know these things about these people that I work with. Yeah. So there's a, there's a deeper um, level of intimacy that's actually being... Um, that's coming out of this, just as a byproduct of it. Absolutely. We, I'm part of Rotary and 
you know, that that's a very large group of older Australians who are not that fantastic on digital and they're at a high risk of meeting. So we the, the meetings had stopped very quickly, but they're also high risk of loneliness and um, isolation brought, you know, quite a, um, a pressure for, for us all to look after each other as a club. And it has been such fun sort of seeing how the meetings have gone online and hearing them all chatting to each other. And as you say, they're, they're getting to know partners and homes and, oh, look at what you've got in the background there. And, oh, what, what's that? And they've all discovered virtual backgrounds. Said, and if they, don't, if they don't sit closely enough, close enough to the camera, the virtual background doesn't see them. So they become ghosts. And so, yeah. you know, there's a whole yeah. load of really inappropriate jokes about them being ghosts. Um, it just, the, I think there has been a connectedness that is beyond, it becomes three-dimensional. In an office, you can become what you do. You become you become this function, whereas the moment you become three D, uh, you start to understand. I think when we go back, if we if people do go to an office, when uh, uh, when someone's asked to do something, they might go, "Oh, you know what? I think that's probably family time. Let's just aim to finish it." You know, uh, X. X and then you know you can take your kid to the to the park what I think just think there's going to be more understanding of little relationship things like that Probably that's a great you. great point Lucy because it will <clears throat> excuse me will require at some level because it probably will or who knows we don't know what it will return to but there will be certainly um, some kind of pull to to take things back to to whatever was considered normal but it will be up to each person to actually claim for themselves any part of these changes or the things they've adapted to that they now feel inspired by and feel like it's actually bringing more ease into their bodies and into their lives. It will actually be for each person and, and communities as a whole and workplaces as a whole to actually claim that and say, well, no, we don't want to go back to that because this, my family life's improved or my health has improved or my sleep's improved or whatever it is. I'm less stressed. So it's up to, it's, it's up to us as individuals and as, as collaborative wholes to actually um, claim that, speak up for that, because otherwise there will be the, the pull of, well, this is, this is how society's conducted, this is what we do, and then it's the, you know, old peer pressure or fear of missing out, FOMO, whatever it is that sucks you back in. It's up to each of us to actually make that choice. Another thing that I, I love that's happened too is that people have got to um, really uh, view their homes more as a sacred place. This is the place. Your bed is where you go to sleep at night and you're going to, you know, are you getting the quality of sleep from that bed? is is the kitchen how you really want it a lot of people are moving you know brainstorming and creating how do i fix my home up to be more supportive or what could or they're also simplifying and going you know what we don't need all of this and a lot of people i am hearing are doing clear clear outs and clean outs and there's this emphasis on this space that we're in 
we have a space, we're living in that space and we're in it 24 seven at the moment. And with breaks to go out and exercise and to go and get food, but this place is very important. And so people are getting to recognize the importance of their place rather than it's not like a hotel, like, or just an airport lounge, you know, for a lot of people, life is like that in definitely in business. And so now they're getting to actually feel this sacred place and how would they like to make it more sacred or if it's not sacred and it's not comfortable and it's not going to bring that settlement for you or it's not a relaxing place to be in, then make some changes. And that's what space offers us, an opportunity to be more aware of the things we love and the things that we don't love and hopefully we emerge from all of this period of time seeing the things that we don't love and as you guys are saying claim it and change it that's the purpose of having this space you know to and, be able and to say say no to letting that just just simply slip back into your life yes yeah, this this time is super important to set new foundations and standards whether it be in your relationship whether it be in the way that you are at home the way that you're living the things that you put up with that have just been normalized and then go hey I don't want to be running around like a chicken without a head and my body all in nervous tension. I like being at home. I like not having to, to feel pressured to go out to this and that and the other event. Um, you know, it's, it's clocking all of those things from your awareness and then making the suitable changes that set a new standard for yourself that you can actually this whole this whole time is giving us opportunities to reset and that's an absolutely amazing thing and you get to reset then move that in the space that you have you have around you in your foundation in your safety space i guess to then take that out into the world as an expression you practice mm -hmm. at home you take it out and Maybe that's something else that we clock is that um, as it becomes one life, as in you don't just turn it on and off as you go in and out, that, but you do have an opportunity to come home and uh, reset and reevaluate and that, that home does become that sacred space that says, oh, how was I when I went out? When I came back, I was... I really just started breathing again. So why am I not breathing when I'm out at work? Oh, okay. That's good to know. I didn't even notice that before, but because I've got a foundation at home now, I can actually feel the difference. Yeah. We've, we've, we've definitely heard that from people that they are realizing the, um, the ease coming back to what we're talking about, the ease on their bodies of not having to go into their workplace. Actually, really recognizing just how much more relaxed their bodies are working from home because it doesn't involve the travel it doesn't involve but it's not just the the travel and the extra time and all of that it's i think it's more as you say Luce. it's the it's the when you when you go to work there is that potential to just be what you do as you said so beautifully before mm. whereas in the home 
they're just because they're still surrounded by their home and their family and everything like that their work their work um environment is getting to feel them as they truly are so i think i think coming back to something we said earlier it's not that people don't clock these things the things that are disturbances to them being just at ease in their bodies but we do but because there is so much stimulation this and the busyness of life and the way that you know modern life is now it is very very busy like we've often said we don't know anybody that's not really busy all of the time unless they're retired and pensioners but even then they've got you know all their activities going on so it isn't that we don't clock it but there's enough distraction to avoid not having to actually you know take the time to consider well do i really want to live like this so this this space has offered as we're saying the platform to actually consider what we take here for what we take forward from here and we get, we have an opportunity to decide what do we keep and what do we take what do we let go of and what do we keep and what's new that we might have put in that we definitely want to carry forward mm. but it's it's the the um the situation or the dilemma for some people might be how to resist that 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 pull and that temptation to go back into all the old stimulations i was I was talking to my dad the other day, and he's 93, Annette and I have just been visiting our parents, her mum, who's 76, and my mum and dad, who are 19, 93. And I was having a discussion with them the other day about their work ethic because they've worked so hard in their lives. And um, dad was saying something about you know, we work really hard, get everything out of the way so that we could have this moment of relaxation. And I could just feel this cycle that I've been imbued with as well too, but I've started to shift in the last 10 years. But just this cycle, and I think a lot of us are on that, of like work really hard, play really hard, or have this moment where that's my reward after this working really hard. And we really crush and smash our bodies doing all of that. And I was just reflecting on the fact that they're elderly now. They just got, they've got all the time in the world to actually just enjoy the moments. But most of that ethic was built on it's my responsibility to do this. I have to be responsible and this is, you know, I've got so much on and I've got to get through it to get to a moment where I might have a holiday or a break. And now with the COVID lockdown, we're all on pause. And in a sense, we're all having these elderly moments where <laughs> you, you can't really just push through and work really hard to have this moment of relaxation. It's actually, if we use it wisely, the moment of relaxation or space that's there or settlement or ease, whatever you, you, you've said in, for this program, it's there and we can access it and we can find out the truth of what that moment is actually offering us, as in, like, how do you really want to go about life? 
it's it's crazy to be 93 and to look back and go god i just i did that like i worked so hard to have to grab these moments and i did that and i you know i pushed my body and we don't have to live like that we actually don't have to live like that there is another way there is there is other choices but when you're in the momentum of it all, you don't feel that you have a choice. You're just sucked in by the vortex of this is the way things are done and you're trying to keep up. You're trying to be the best mum you can or you're trying to be, as a dad, the best provider. And even some of the mums and dads have got into, oh, God, I've got to homeschool in the correct way. And then we've heard... We've heard some parents saying, right, well, you know, they're only five years old. You know, the, let's just, let's give them another curriculum, you know. Let's play again. Yeah, let's play. Let's be, let's bring other things in. You know, we've heard of one father who's actually t- teaching his, his son some philosophy at this particular time because they don't get to hear that at school. So he wanted to introduce that into their homeschooling. And, you know, it's beautiful to, to feel these kind of moments that are happening with people everywhere. Beautiful. What an opportunity. We talk about ease, unease and disease. And actually it comes back to, one, the perspective of how we approach this. And what you have both brought is, what an opportunity. What an opportunity to reevaluate what you want and what you don't want, to claim that and clear out what's not wanted, to reset, make those changes, make a foundation, set a new standard, then take that out into the world and clock when the unease comes back in again. Live one life so that it's not I'm turning it on I'm on performing I'm here I'm ready okay now I'm exhausted and you don't drain those battery packs how you how you encapsulated it then Lucy is to for people to um reluctant to use this word empower themselves in through during this time to know that they have they they can make a choice we don't, we don't have to get sucked into what the pressures or the demands of life tell us we need to be. We actually can make our own choices as to what supports us, what's more loving, what's more harmonious, what actually um, supports to um, deepen our relationships, our family life, our, you know, everything like that. There's, there's so many people are pulled into pulled every which way by everything that life offers and it's this this stop moment this pause moment really is a, a beautiful time for for reflection on all of that so it's just just adding further to what you how you encapsulated it and may i say empowered was exactly the right word because it's being disempowered when you align to the other stuff when you get pulled by that you are disempowered because you feel you have no say and we do hey yeah, correct. I would say that one of the things that is so important for all of us at the moment is to feel the joy that's available in the simplicity of life. 
there's so much joy that can be gained from simplicity. And that's what we can see in the kids. That's what I was talking about in the kids that we're seeing. Just the sheer joy of just being relaxed in your body. And, and there's so much to explore in that. So I would encourage people to actually just let themselves feel that, the joy and the simplicity. There's nothing much to do really in life. I mean, there's a lot of things that we think that we have to do, but just being yourself and enjoying just the simplicity of your rhythm in a day and making a beautiful meal or sitting down with the people that you live with or if you don't live with them, just talking, talking to someone on FaceTime and connecting like that. There's so much joy to be had in the simple moments like that. And I think that for all of us, we're getting an opportunity to recognise the sacredness of that. We don't, we haven't given ourselves time to appreciate all of that. Mm. And this is enforced time, isn't it? And for those who are fearful of their finances and their homes, actually, if you make this your foundation, you will be able to do the other with uh, with all of you and without that stress of that debilitating stress and that fear of not being able to earn the money not being able to keep the home all of those things there will be it will you will approach it very differently and therefore there will be more ease in whatever the outcome may be and it may be very different from what you have thought was important you may actually come back to the relationships being important and not the bricks and mortar that you have been working so hard and breaking your back to maintain. Mm -hmm. So true.